Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, Happy New Year, everybody, times two. We told you Happy New Year yesterday, but now we got some basketball talk to lead the show. So now it really feels like a new year. Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. Time to get to today. Uh, as always, a lot of our stuff's going to be a moving target, but uh, we will be happy in just a couple minutes to reintroduce Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops at Crystal Redpath. This is our third season of this, our second full basketball season. We also had a summer edition uh, uh, with a Where Are They Now series this last summer as well. So we'll be doing that one day a week. We It's just a moving target of what day a week that's going to be. Krista has young kids, and they're both playing uh, in high school and, I guess, uh, middle school hoops. So whatever day it can fit in. It's nice to see you. Thanks it so much for so being here. It's so good to see you too, Coulter. I'm so glad to be here. I'm just fired up about conference, getting into full swing. It's going to be fun. So we'll talk all the way around the, the world of Big Sky Conference hoops, give you the recaps from uh, the opening weekend of conference play, some thoughts on the non-conference as well, and to get into a preview of this upcoming week's games. I have almost no impressions on the Montana schools so far because they've both been on the road so much. Lady Greer is back at home for, I think, just the second time since Thanksgiving uh, here this upcoming weekend. we got tickets for you for that later on this week as well, so stay tuned for that. Hour number two, usually as we've been in the football rhythm, our great friend Sam Herter, Hero Sports, has led the Wednesday show with us, but Sam... Kind enough to move into the 5 o'clock hour with us. He'll be our ESPN Roundtable guest this week. Sam does a great job covering the FCS on a national level. And we are to the end of the road in the FCS with, I think, one of the most unsurprising national championship matchups that we've seen in quite some time. It's the one that a lot of people have been looking forward to, waiting on, and uh, certainly will be a good game on Sunday. Reminder, by the way, Sunday for the FCS national championship game. I'm actually not so sure what I think of the... uh, the rescheduling of that, you, you'd think it would be for additional TV uh, exposure. But uh, on the last weekend of the NFL, I don't know how any uh, anybody that's not into it, we're going to be watching it for sure, but I don't know how many exterior viewers will get. Maybe we'll get into that with Sam a little bit as well. And then uh, we got a good friend Jason from Rockin' Rudy's Attic coming by about 5.30 as well to show off some of their new uh, memorabilia over there. So there you go. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. 
you want to stream the show, you always can on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And you can also always use the ESPN MT app. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Remember that number for uh, any and all engagements with us, but also if you want to win some wings, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. That'll be coming up about 5.30. Let's dive into it. First one of this 2023 Big Sky Conference hoop season. It's around the Big Sky in women's hoops with Krista Redpath this week. It is presented by Vertical Rays. Online fundraisers have exploded in popularity with coaches everywhere due to the method's effectiveness, higher profit margins, and ease of use. Traditional fundraisers deliver much less profit while requiring much more effort by both the players and the coaches. Vertical Rays is the premier online donation platform. Vertical Rays utilizes email, text messaging, and social media to exponentially increase the reach of your fundraiser with little effort needed by your coaching staff. No gimmicks, no hidden fees, just results, and well-funded programs. Visit verticalraise.com to learn more. This is a lot different than selling gift wrap or popcorn like we used to do, right? Right, exactly. I mean, this is a sweet thing, though, right? I mean, I've been able to, I've been, you know, give 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever, to any of these kids that are forward along to be. It's a great and easy way to raise money for high school sports. And I was skeptical at first, being someone who actually went through this when Pete Hamill and I first communicated, I thought, there's got to be a catch. It just can't be this simple, but it's a great way for families to contribute that aren't in Missoula, too, and want to support or in Montana. Totally. And they can't jump on a plane to come out and watch a game. For those that haven't been following along, Krista, our Big Sky Conference insider and uh, our lead analyst when it comes to women's basketball here at Nuanas now. And uh, what see, this is you're, you're you're becoming a veteran now. You have season multi- three, season three for us. But you've been yes. calling Big Sky games, whether it's SWX on behalf nice. of the league since my ninth year. Yeah, right. Because your first one was the last time it wasn't a neutral site tournament, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that was when we first started getting to know each other back. 2014 when the uh, the Grizz hosted the Big Sky Tournament for the last time before it moved to a neutral site. It's crazy to think, too. I was thinking about this the other day. The, the Big Sky was so fascinating for so long because the regular season race was so important. And as we know, Montana, both the men's and women's teams, did s- such a great job so often of earning the right to host and then when they hosted, winning the tournament. It took me like eight years of the neutral site tournament to really adjust my mind in analyzing the league in two different ways, either a regular season team or a tournament team. But now when I watch basketball, I'm like, oh, okay, if that team just keeps getting better, that could be a good tournament team because it's not necessarily as much about this gigantic body of work. The the seating and all that is important, but... Uh, playing for the tournament is more important than ever now in the Big Sky Conference. It absolutely starts over because when I do think back to my years, top six made it Coulter and then you had a bye if you were the top two. So you had to win two games. That was it. We set our season goals of going to the NCAA tournament, winning the regular season. So things have really changed and you do see teams that get to Boise now and they're just out of gas. I mean, we saw this actually Montana last year against NAU. It's a perfect matchup to talk about today. Totally. You know, some teams Teams are just raring to go when they get there, and we've seen those types of teams have success in that neutral tournament site well, and format. We, and we've definitely seen now two coaches in the non-conference put a high priority on scheduling these tournaments that are three games in three days. You might not like it. It might only be a couple weeks into your season, and you don't think your guys are ready for it or your gals are ready for it at all, but you got to do it, right? I mean, Montana, the, the, the Lady Grizz went to the LMU Classic down in Los Angeles. The Montana men hosted 
a holiday. I guess it was a pre-holiday classic, but a three-game and three-day tournament. MSU's men went up north, played three games in three days up in Canada. And the MSU women went to Hawaii and did the same thing. And, so, and they lost big to LSU. And then they right. came back and won against Nevada. And I think that that showed growth, too. I mean, they really got it handed to them and then turned right around and had to play Nevada and won. Well, ton to get to today when it comes to going around the big sky. League play did open last week. We gave you a few fringe scores yesterday, but we'll go through all of it here when it comes to the Big Sky women's basketball slate. But first, on a personal level, what's been going on? I mean, you got boys now. One of them's in high school. I know. I'm, I'm doing the Hellgate basketball thing now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm how, just, did, how was oh, football for you? Football was a learning experience. For sure. Tough being at Hellgate, but we're, we're really building something there. I think the Coach Nelson's doing a really good job. Yes, and then you come into Hellgate basketball, and it's just a well-oiled machine for under sure. the Hayes regime, and things didn't change too much from Eric to Jeff. In fact, a lot of people still call Jeff Eric. Um, and, you know, being over at Great Falls yesterday was nostalgic for me, obviously being a former bison and coming into Great Falls High Bison Fieldhouse and seeing a lot of familiar faces. Sure. And right away seeing the Howards, um, Kathleen and Bob, that was my high school coach. And I think about Roger Hatler. I think about these staple names yeah. in the state of Montana. And definitely uh, just, just a lot of fun. And Hayes would be right in there. For so, sure. So Hellgate has been good. Evan's a freshman. He's right where he needs to be. They're saying, oh, is he playing varsity? No, he played varsity in football, but that does not mean basketball. That totally. probably means the opposite. So it's I mean, been fun. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find freshmen that could play varsity basketball <laughs> exactly. in Montana. I mean, yes. it's, it's a huge learning curve for sure. A big win for the Hellgate boys last night against Great Falls High. And uh, Hellgate rolling already. They're at number three in the state and definitely uh, one of the primary contenders in Class AA. We'll be giving you know, some more high school hoops coverage coming out up throughout the rest of this week and uh, into next week as well. Uh, Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. She is in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, here on your radio dial, as well as on the television set. And maybe you're tuning in on the ESPN MT app, no matter how you're tuning in. Thanks for being here. Uh, last week, here's how the, the uh, opening weekend of Big Sky Conference play went down around the Big Sky Conference. Idaho State, this is Thursday night scores. Idaho State beat Northern Arizona in a great game, 69-64. Northern Colorado, they were up at one point, I think, 31-4 or 31-5 against Weber State, and they end up cruising 69-39. Idaho, one of the surprising results of the opening night, they ran through Montana State, 72-53. Then on Saturday... Uh, NAU uh, bounces back, gets their first league win, 82-68 over Weber State. Idaho State, a decisive 63-42 win over Northern Colorado. Sac State wins their lone conference game of the weekend, 65-56 over Portland State. The Cats bounce back from that opening loss to Idaho with a 92-84 win over Eastern Washington. And uh, Montana, who, by the way, Montana uh, beat Easter watched it 81-70 to 70 on Thursday night. I guess that score got cut off on my little copy and paste here. But then the Lady Grizz in Moscow, 79-71, uh, they lose to Idaho. So Idaho, Idaho State, the only two teams that started 2-0. and Pretty much everybody else was 1-1 and and uh, just Eastern Washington and Weber State 0-2. Anything that surprised you or stood out from this opening weekend of games, Krista? Well, I think, you know, Idaho State, they struggled a little bit in non-conference. They lost three straight. Uh, They had just some ups and downs. They lost basically most of their roster. Totally. But yet they come out in true Idaho State fashion, pour on the defense, play just a core group of players just over 30 minutes, and here they are at 2-0. I think that was surprising. I think Idaho coming out, 
commanding their presence against Montana State. Totally. I mean, Montana State could not find any offensive rhythm. And you've got to credit Sidney Gandy, Beyonce B., Coach Newley, I loved his press conference after the game. I was watching him, and he he's just like, no, I mean, we expected it. Just how in typical John Newley fashion. Totally. That's why I recruited Sidney Gandy. So I thought that was pretty exceptional to see that. And I think it's just going to be that way because there's top teams in the conference, and we've seen this with coaching. There's veteran coaches leading their teams. But I think Idaho really did make a statement win against the Cats. And again, Sac State's the one who's had the most incredible record. They haven't left the state of California <laughs> crazy, for right? non-conference, but 10-2. and two. And, you know, you look at that and you look at Kalijah Dean, who's just picked up where Liana Tillman left off. Totally. And, um, you know, between her and Isnel Nadabo, I don't know how much of a, how much better you can get for a 1-5 combination. Yeah, totally. We'll get to Sac State here uh, in a little while. We got some of the most noteworthy storylines around the league. But a question for you before we get into some of these main storylines. How much... Salt, do you put into the non-conference these days? Because to me, it seems like in mid-major basketball, men's and women's, I mean, the scheduling, it, it's so stratified, right? You're either you're either trying to play in a tournament game, a, a tournament scenario to get your team ready for that months down the road. You're trying to get some semblance of a home game, which is almost impossible to do, especially for the Montana and Idaho schools, because it's hard to get here. It's expensive. They're tough places to play. Or you're trying to just, you know, fund the program and, and go on the road and, and play a power five. It just seems like it's so hard to find like the South Dakota state, Montana state game. Like that is just a die. It, it's very hard to find those type of games. It seems like I know. And it's been a while. It's been since I'm going back to my notes since the 2017, 2018 Northern Colorado team under Cami Etheridge, right. where they actually had an RPM ranking that was putting them up in the seedings, winning the Big Sky Conference, right. and then looking at the fact that they beat LSU, they beat BYU, I think they beat DePaul that year. You look at that, and that prevailed them, Coulter, into a 10 seed. And so there's things like that that can affect, but so far the Big Sky Conference just hasn't been able to make headways. There has not been any teams really making waves in the non-conference season that's leading to helping them in the conference race or the NCAA seeding. Yeah, Montana State had a couple uh, at least sort of notable non-conference wins by beating a couple Mountain Wests. I mean, they won against San Jose State on the road. And that'll help. When that, it comes that, down to it, it that it, will help. It will help for sure. That, that South Coast State win was good, especially when South Coast State went on the road and beat Kansas State a couple weeks later. Um, and they had the Nevada win that you already mentioned when they yes. bounced back from that LSU game. I mean, the Lady Grizz played a really tough non-conference schedule, too. I mean, talking about at Colorado State, at Washington State, a whole bunch of tough games on the Lady Grizz slate as well. And they did. They had some great moments. Again, they're trying to find four quarters of basketball, and I think that was their issue with Plague Them and is indicative of their 5-8 and eight record in non-conference, but they certainly showed just some grit in the win. Um, I was thinking back to the win um, against North Dakota. That was a good one. I felt that they played really well. I think it's just been up and down for them, and again, they're just trying to find their rhythm. We're on the Big Scan Women's Hoops with Crystal Redpath on Nuanas Now here on ESPN Radio, presented by Vertical Rays. If you want to have uh, some help with your fundraising efforts, visit verticalrays.com. Some of the uh, biggest storylines around the league right now, first and foremost, congratulations to Trisha Binford. Uh, a gal that we have covered for a long time at this point, and she's been in the league longer than anybody now. She's the longest-tenured coach in the Big Sky Conference, 18 seasons as the head coach at Montana State. And uh, that win over Eastern Washington, her 300th of her career, far and away the most in Montana State history, and now the third most ever by a Big Sky Conference coach. Only Robin Selvig and Carla Taylor 
have 300 wins uh, in their Big Sky Conference coaching careers or in their coaching careers, period, at the head of Big Sky Conference school. So a pretty elite company for Coach Ben. Tremendous. I mean, you just look at her career and the success they've had and continually being in the top of the conference since the tournament has moved to the neutral site. She has just continued to recruit better. She has tough players, and she's really put Montana State on the map along with football and men's basketball, but she's just done a fantastic job. It's so interesting because the primary storyline in college sports right now is all about the transfer portal, and you see it across all of... Division one sports in in a variety of different sports too. It's not just football. It's not just men's basketball. It's all over the place. I, I always think though that some of it is being overblown a little bit. And I think if you have a welcoming, safe atmosphere that promotes trust and fun and all the good things that we love about sports, it's not going to be that big of an issue. And look at Montana State's women's basketball team. I mean, they're hardly bringing in any transfers. To and the scene program. hall, but it was before we even referred to it as the the transfer portal. That's right. Claire Lundberg and Martha and Cooter, that, and then Fallon Frigi. But that right. was not really um, transfer totally. portal. And, but yet. they have it's no one ever leaving, right? I mean, they've had some great players that could have gone other places, and they've. I mean, they've had a couple. They've got one, Sydney Stensgard. Sure, who is actually right. in Northern Colorado. That's but, it. But that's it. And I, I always think of that program as a great example. If you have a great culture, then it's not going to be. A, uh, an epidemic, I, I guess is what I'm saying. No, th- There's going to be transferring coming in and out. It's just the way that college sports works now. It's not a bad thing. I think it's a fine thing. But in terms of you know having your best talent poached, I think if you have a good atmosphere within the, the walls of your organization, I think it's going to be just fine. Well, let's flip it, though, and take a look at Idaho State, who lost totally, so many to totally. the transfer portal, and they were, cho- they were picked eighth in the um, coaches' poll as a reflection of that. They lost, you know, Tomiko Whitman... Uh, Montana Ultrigi, Diaba Canante, and then they have a Steffi Ors, Ellie Smith, and uh, Dora who am I missing? Dora Golish yeah. is on the bench now. Sure. Coach. Coach but I right. mean, they lost a lot. And you think about that, Coulter, and what that does to a team. Sure. COVID put a lot of kinks in people's careers, wondering if they really wanted to stay in a place five, six, and seven years. No doubt. Finishing degrees and looking at the fact that I want a different experience. We don't want to go too much into Sophia Styles, but I mean, that's the experience there. She wanted something different. Totally. So I think that there are some outside factors affecting why these players are choosing to do this. Congratulations to Coach Binford on win number 300. 18th year for Coach Binford. We mentioned John Newley, 15th year at, at Idaho. Seton Sobolewski, 15th year at Idaho State. So uh, the longevity, that was sort of the dichotomous storyline last year, right? You had those three and then five new head coaches in the league. You still have the three stalwarts, but now there's no head, new head coaches in the league. So I think that there's a, that's a testament to the stability the league is sort of promoting right now. I know. And then, you know, I'm obviously very much in NAU mode, in Montana mode with, sure. with being on the call tomorrow. But you look at a, a, a Lori Payne who has done better Every single year, she had seven wins in year one, 13 wins in year two, 16 wins in year three. I don't count the COVID year, 17 wins last year. But you look at her progress in just the short years she's been there. She's becoming more of a veteran coach now underneath Sobolewski, Newley, and Benford. Yeah, no doubt. It'll be interesting to see what uh, the future holds for Lori Payne as well, because she has done a great job, and that's one of the toughest jobs uh, in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, that was my second primary storyline is just the sort of dichotomy there between the uh, the veterans and now the coaches that are into their second years. But it does make it a little bit interesting, right? Because I think that last year, coming out of the COVID year, being a first-year head coach, the challenges are just immense. And then you talk about where some of the schools in the big sky like Portland State are located at. I mean, 
those poor gals had no chance because they couldn't even practice. I mean, right. Coach Chelsea Gregg sat up at the Big Sky Tournament. She's like, hey, the fact that we made it to the end of the season and we were playing, I'm happy, and we have a lot to a lot of work to do, but you know, proud of her girls. And I, th- I think, though, you see programs like Portland State, Eastern, Eastern Washington, Washington, they're a lot more competitive already this year. It's only one conference weekend, and I know Eastern got swept, but they look a lot better. I mean, they just have a lot more uh, talented young players sort of contributing. So I think that the league has a chance to make a step with uh, everybody kind of having a, a little bit more familiarity with the conference. Right, and we just didn't know last year with five new coaches. We didn't know what to expect. I mean, I think about even Krista Matillo at Northern Colorado. They're an eight seed at the tournament. They come in. The 8-9, they win, and then yep. they upset Idaho State. Totally. And she takes them all the way to the top four. I mean, this is a first-year coach that comes into a program. We just didn't have any history to really study, and uh, she proved us wrong in the first year. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. She's in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, here on Nuanas Now, presented by Vertical Rays, verticalrays.com, if you want to find out more about how to help yourself and your organization fundraise. Uh, another big storyline from the league this last weekend, and this is this is the other reason why my my mentality on analyzing these teams have sort of adjusted. It's sort of like an NBA mentality. I'm not sort of trying to compare in any way Big Sky Women's Hoops to the NBA, except for that when it comes to tournament time, if you have one of the best players, you got a chance. Idaho's going to have a chance forever if they got beyond speed because she's definitely one of the best players in the league. She won her fifth Big Sky Conference Player of the Week award this last week, and Idaho with an impressive sweep of the Montana schools. B had 32 points. That's her, I think, fourth or fifth 30-point game this year already. I mean... It's it's just amazing. She she has put it together an outstanding career. She's up over 1,500 points already in her career, and uh, I mean, she's going to continue to add to that. She's going to be in some rare air by the time her career is done. Gosh, you know how much... I, you know what I feel about her culture. Sure. She's always been one of my favorites, but I mean, you look at it too, 16 rebounds, seven blocks, four assists in those two games, and she, had, she dropped 20 against Montana State. So obviously, you know, player of the week, but what I love about B Beyonce is her ability to disrupt both ends of the floor. She's she playing can, better defensively this year, too. She can rebound and lead the break and make things happen. She's got a great mid-range jumper. She can shoot the three. She can dribble penetrate. She finds her teammates. There's just not a whole lot that she doesn't do. Those two wins for Idaho as well, just from a broader perspective, you have to just feel good for the Vanda women and just for the Idaho campus because... I mean, what a horrific thing that has gone on there in Moscow. And I mean, about half the student body just went home for Thanksgiving. 11,000. I mean, they didn't they didn't come back because, it, you know, you, you have basically... There's 25,000 un- kids in, are in the entire town. Right, totally. So. I mean, you have an unsolved murder. And I mean, what a horrible thing. But particularly when three of the four victims of this horrible crime were women. I mean... I, I would not feel safe there either. And so just to have that sort of settling factor of having a couple wins at home, you just have to feel really good for, for the university. And now there is a a suspect in custody, and we haven't talked about this much on the show because it's just it's just so, so violent and disturbing and horrific, and we're trying to make you all happy around here with this show. But I just I, I felt good for Idaho just from a university and a town perspective that they got that sort of positive feeling once again. Absolutely. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Uh, we talked about the Lady Grizz a little bit. It's been a tough schedule, but I think that we also expected there to be some growing pains for Montana. I mean, they do return uh, a star trio uh, in Carmen G. Feller and Sammy Thacken and Gina Markson. Markson's new to the program. Those three have not really ever been on the court at the same time. They've been kind of working their way back lately, but 
you combine that with a tough non-conference plus a rotation that's including a bunch of young players, I think that this Lady Grizz team, well, I mean, Brian Holsinger said it right after the, the, the opener. He said, hey, I want this team to be a team that's peaking in February and March, so we're going to challenge them in November and December. I think that's exactly what we saw in the non-conference for Lady Grizz. I, I definitely think so. Also, big missing factor, no Carmen G. Feller. I mean, she's played in eight games. And she's been not back to 100% minute, no. minute load or anything like that. And also, I think that it takes time for teammates to get used to having her back in the mix because she is a target. She is going to have two people hanging off her all year. Someone's going to be open. So they have to learn to play off her, which is coming later in the season because they didn't have her early in non-conference. It's also just an adjustment factor, I think, because... Uh, Gina Markson is such an objectively different style of point guard than Sophia Styles was. They both can score it, but they just play a lot different. And I think that that's an adjustment factor. And then I also think that, I mean, Sammy Fakin, I think, has the opportunity to be one of the most diverse players in the league. She could fill multiple different roles. They're, I think that they've had a hard time figuring out which one they want her to be the best at so far, though. Right. And I and I do take a look at Gina Markson coming in. We can't even discredit her at Idaho. I, I mean, two-time first-team All-Big Scash. She's outstanding. Well, and we watched her. I mean, when the Splash Sisters were there, Gina also stepped up and totally. hit very big shots. And so I think trying to find her way in the Montana mix um, with the Sammy Fatkin, with a Haley Heward, the guard front, there are some questions. I think Montana, like I said earlier, has just not been able to put together four quarters of basketball yet. They've had moments, and I, I bet tomorrow they could really hand it to NAU. If they get out and they create some offensive flow early, it could be challenging. However, I will say that they gave up 70 points against uh, Eastern Washington and 79 against Idaho, and that makes Coach Halsinger want to pull his hair out. Totally. And so I think from a defensive standpoint, they have a long ways to go, and NAU could make that. They could punish you tomorrow if you're not careful. The best start so far in the big sky on the women's side, Sacramento State, we mentioned that. They just had the one conference game last week, but they posted nine non-conference wins. I think that they played every Division One team that there is to play in California. They played everybody, Cal Poly, Cal Davis, Cal Irvine, everybody. And uh, so, I mean, creative and good scheduling by Mark Campbell in year two to sort of set the baseline for his squad. Well, and they lost to UC Irvine in their first game by two, and then they lost to San Diego State December 7th by four. They have not even barely lost by very, very much. And I, I really like this roster. Okay, so I like Kalijah Dean, but I also really like the play of um, Katie Penaweta. And Isnel Nadabo. I think there's a couple other players that can really do good things. I mean, Mark Campbell, extremely disciplined, methodical in his approach. And I think that they could really make, a, make some runs this year. We will have quick-hitting thoughts on all 10 Big Sky Conference teams in just a minute. Thank you to this week's sponsor of Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Vertical Rays. Why is Vertical Rays different? At first glance, it may seem like an online fundraising platform. It might seem like they're all similar, but that's far from the truth. At Vertical Rays, they've improved upon the ways fundraisers are shared and made it easier for people to donate. As a result, programs raise substantially more and deliver a bigger check than any and all other platforms. They've built industry-unique tools to do things like bypass email spam filters, let employers match donations, allow businesses to sponsor pages, and integrate with technologies like Google and Apple Pay for easier donation payments. Vertical Raise leads the industry in the amount raised per campaign and net profit checks to coaches by combining multiple streams of donations. For amazing results, Vertical Raise gives family and friends more ways to support your program across the country and even internationally. To find out more, 
Visit verticalrays.com. Quick hitters about all 10 Big Sky Conference teams around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath continues on. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. We are officially into the heart of a basketball season and really happy about it. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. We are into the first episode of the third season of Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. Crystal Redpath, our Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Analyst in studio with me, at Coulter Nuanas. We'll be doing this once a week. It'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Just kind of depends on what the Hellgate Boys basketball schedule exactly. is, right? We just work around the Hellgate nights. <laughs> I mean, we got to make sure that the kids get to the sports. And, you know, and it's fun to have it just uh, a different time each week. But we'll, we'll let you know each week when it's going to be. Uh, but this week... Uh, and every week we'll be diving into the Big Sky in women's basketball. This week is presented by Vertical Rays. Online fundraisers have exploded in popularity with coaches everywhere due to the method's effective high-profit margins and easy use. Want to find out more about how to raise funds online? Visit verticalraise.com. We're just going to go uh, quickly through all 10 Big Sky Conference teams, just some quick hits, just about uh, what we've thought. We, we, we kind of touched on some of the main storylines uh, throughout the uh, the Big Sky Conference. But, Chris, we'll start with uh, the Montana schools. First of all, the University of Montana. The Lady Grizz have been home only a couple times uh, in the last couple months. I personally have not watched the Lady Grizz live since the very first game of the season against North Dakota State because they've only had, I think, four home games, and I don't think they've they only had a couple D1 home games. So um, all of my exposure to the Lady Grizz basically have been on the stream. What have you thought uh, so far uh, of Montana? Well, let's just talk about their roster. I have to say I'm pretty impressed with Libby Stump. Freshman Libby, Libby, coming in. Libby Stump and Matt Koenig have both shown great flashes as true freshmen. Off the bench, they've showed poise. And that's been interesting to see. We know they had stellar careers in high school. and um, just, But watching them come in and having a level of comfort just shows a maturity level that you don't necessarily see in first-year players. So I think that's been interesting. I also look at Keely Burton-Oliver. You know, she's on an interesting road that has weaved to Montana, 
via Washington State. Um, and I think that watching her come in and help a team in a different way um, than maybe that's what was, was asked of her originally on some of her the teams that she was originally on, I think that there's some good things. So when I look at each of these players, and we've obviously talked about Carmen G. Feller, we talked about Sammy Fatkin and Gina Markson, that's the core three. Right. It, but I will say that what separates good teams from great teams is when they can get offensive output from multiple weapons. For sure. And so consistently, if they can get that play from a Libby Stump, a Haley Heward, a Matt Koning, some of those players that can come in and give you that, that's what will prevail them in the conference race. Uh, early on, Keely Burton Oliver looked hesitant and uh, was still trying to kind of find her way. And, and that's not that uncommon for a redshirt freshman. Um, but she looked really good this last weekend, I thought, especially against Eastern Washington. Uh, she had a, a really efficient stat line. Uh, but to me... I think you nailed it. I think that the Lady Grizz getting getting the uh, the quote unquote stars to play in harmony is one part of the challenge. But to make noise in March, it's going to come down to the rest of the roster. And to me, I think it's going to come down to continued progress for those freshmen we just talked about, but also more defined opportunities for players like Haley Heward, players like Danny Barsh. I think I think the sophomores on the Lady Grizz are going to be huge down the stretch if, if Montana's going to really rise up and, and contend in the big sky. Right, and I would be excited if I was a player playing on the Montana team knowing there's going to be double teams, triple teams on Carmen G. Feller because, like I said, someone's going to be open. There's going to be opportunity for someone. It's like who is going to step up and make those shots. Uh, text in from a listener asking about uh, Haley Heward. What do we think of, of Heward now here in year two? Because um, she's definitely proven she can shoot it. I think that she really needs to prove she can guard because she seems like she's uh, she's streaky when she's shooting the ball. When she's hot, really, really good shooter. Uh, I think it just comes down to consistency. What do, I mean, what do you think of her in her sophomore I year? I think that Brian Halsinger likes to start Haley Heward because she is a large guard at 6'1", right. meaning she's got that height. And so, if anything, it makes teams have to stop and adjust right out of the chute knowing that there's a six foot one guard. And I think at times she will come out and she has the ability to light it, yeah. so I think teams have to respect that. So I think you have to automatically scout that Haley could go off. Uh, and I think that that's part of the mentality of starting her. And maybe totally. she doesn't always finish the game and her sure. minutes maybe aren't not you know maybe aren't as high as other players. But I think there's something to be said about that. I think that Coach Halsinger is looking for more um, consistency from her, probably a realm of other things um, from all of his players, but we know she can light it. I th- she reminds me so much of Tyler Patterson for the Montana State men in the fact that Danny Sprinkle play. It's a very similar deal. Patterson is uh, he's still coming along as far as a complete game, but he can shoot it. Montana State has the best big guy in the league, Jabril Bellow. You're, it, teams are going to double him right away. He's going to kick out to Patterson. If Patterson misses his first three, okay, we got Raekwon Battle or whoever else coming in. But if T- Patterson hits his first three or four like he did the other night uh, against uh, Idaho, well, look out. Now all of a sudden he's got a 20-point night, and uh, you're pretty you're pretty much impossible to beat. So I think it's a, it's a good point. How about Montana State? Where are we at with the Bobcats? I mean, as always, they are – Put a lot of uh, a weight on Darian White's shoulders. That's to be completely expected. To me, though, I think that they have the most different ways in the league to hurt you. 
But then sometimes if everybody's cold like they were against Idaho, I don't know what where they turn to. I think that that's the one weakness of this Bobcat team. I, it's hard to question a lot about Coach Benford, given totally. her success, and she likes the depth. I mean, there are multiple weapons, and she likes to go to all of her players. I look at Darian, Leah Beatty, KJ. I think they're the best one through three punch when they're all firing all cylinders yep. in the league. And, I mean, KJ Lamardo, Lamardo had a, a great game earlier this year where she hit seven threes in one game. So, I mean, she can go off when she, when, when, uh, she finds her stroke. And Leah Beatty. He's another disruptor, though. I feel like she causes a lot on the defensive end that leads to offensive opportunities. She's strong. Um, She's had a lot of minutes. Um, She's definitely a veteran leader on that team. And so I look at some of these players, and even Akola Badbear, who's really stepped up and was a huge part of that tournament win, that championship win last year. I think that you, you go down their roster and you can look at every single player and see what they can bring, even down to Alexi Deaton, totally. a Taylor Jansen, Madison Jackson. I mean, I could go down the list. Totally. Lindsey Hine, I think I'm probably forgetting somebody, but it just seems like it just keeps going. And she is definitely developing those players. And I think one thing about Coach Binford, last year she did some of the same rotations and it obviously paid off in Boise totally. because she found the one she needed and they made it happen when it counted. Yeah, I'm so interested to see uh, what what the next step is for Leah Beatty because I do think that she has the ability to be an all-league player. I think she has to be an all-league player for them to go out and make a She's run a at another champion. I mean, She's for a sure. Beattie. Look at, I mean, I, I know her aunt quite well <laughs> for sure. and her mom. I mean, they're just ballers. They're, yeah. they're gamers. Totally. I think she has the mentality and the potential to be uh, that next uh, level type player. How about Idaho? I think that we are. We became accustomed to when Idaho moved back into the league in, in 2014, as uh, pretty much knowing that they were going to be a perennial contender because John Newley does such a great job. Last year, Idaho uh, had a, a rough time during the regular season, but then they got it rolling in the tournament again, and that's been one of the trademarks since it went to a neutral site of John Newley at Idaho. Uh, but now, though, it seems like Idaho's back to being. Uh, a, a favorite and a contender uh, for this regular season as well. Well, all things flow through Sydney Gandy, and we've seen a more aggressive style of play out of her. And even Coach Newley alluded in the press conference, uh, the recent uh, recent press conference, that she's playing the way he recruited her. Yeah, and it is a style that is confident and it's urgent. She's playing with a sense of urgency. I will say that I am somewhat impressed as well with Tiana Johnson. You know, the transfer from Sac State, she also gives them a lot of height on the perimeter at 6'2". She likes to shoot it on the outside. I think Coach Newley would like her to go in and bang around a little bit more. But she's averaging 10 points and 4.8 rebounds. And also Rosa Smith which is a new freshman guard, and Newley seems to find these guards, Coulter. That oh, yeah. just, he just keeps them rolling. She started all 13 games. She's averaging just under nine points, and she plays 29 minutes a game. So I haven't seen a ton out of her, but I know if it's a guard and it's Coach Newley and she's playing 29 minutes, she must be legit. Yeah, Coach John Newley does such a great job of getting young ladies, freshmen, playing them, Getting them really ready by the tournament. I mean, Gandy. I mean, Gandy was like the reincarnation of Michaela Ferenz, right? When she dominated the tournament as a freshman. But then a lot of times, then your sophomore year, all of a sudden you're on the scout. Everybody's denying you the ball. Gandy went through that a lot last year, where she had some lulls in her shooting percentages. But now it seems like she's back and better than ever. And Coach Newley puts his confidence in his guards. He gives them the cream light. Oh, I, I mean, love. It- I love talking to him about it. Like when I wrote the story on Michaela Ferenz and Taylor Pierce, the two most prolific three point shooters in league history, he said. 
Well, that's my whole thing. It's like I tell these these young ladies, come here because you are going to shoot the ball every time you catch it. I want you to shoot the ball. Gabby Harrington. Yeah, I right. would just say that was a perfect storm yep. for Newly grabbing her and watching her just emerge and have an amazing senior season. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, presented by Vertical Rays. Visit verticalrays.com to see how you can use their awesome online fundraising platforms. Get educate me on Idaho State because, I like you said, I mean they they had a full roster turnover. But they still got the main man at the helm and Seton Sobolewski, who's one of the best coaches in the league. So where are we at the Bengals? Well, Callie Bourne, which we've talked a lot about. She's, the one, Bourne, she's the one familiar face. For she sure. is the one friendly face or familiar face. I look at Finley Garnett, who just didn't play much last year. I mean, she just, there just wasn't a lot of minutes for Idaho State. Let's be honest. I mean, they just had a roster last year. I, I know that it didn't end the way Coach Sobolewski wanted in the tournament, but they were regular season champs. Finley Garnett, she averaged three points, just under two boards and played 10 minutes last year. She's at almost 12 points a game, you know, 4.5 rebounds, and he's playing her over 34 minutes a game. So I look at her, I look at Carson Boswell, who also didn't play a ton, but is in Coach Sobolesi's mix. Ivana Murillo is a player I don't know too much about, but I will say this, Coulter, Coach Sobolewski plays those players over 30 minutes a game, and he is not going to do what Benford does, That's right. which is play 9 or 10 players. He's just not going to do it. So he's winning with this group, and he will play that group. We'll come back to, to Sac State because we talked about them a little bit already. I want to talk about the two teams that are coming to Montana this weekend, though. First of all, Northern Arizona is in Missoula on uh, Thursday, and Northern Colorado is in uh, Bozeman, and uh, then vice versa. So tell us about NAU. Well, NAU is certainly interesting because losing Kyrika Rashid, losing um, Lauren Orndoff and Nina Radford really equaled about half of their offensive output. Sure. Okay, and so they've had to find some different ways this year, and I think the Moran sisters have been just awesome. They came off the bench last year, did great things, but Regan Skank, who... I voted for first team all conference. She didn't make it, but I was I'm so impressed with her. I mean, she is just all things good flow through her. And then you can't take away from a Montana Ultragee, a transfer that just fits with NAU and from Idaho State. And I think that she's having the season with NAU that she was always supposed to have with Idaho State, totally. but there just wasn't enough minutes. We watched Montana Ultragee two years ago when Idaho State just smacked Idaho in the championship game. Gosh, I think that was just, it was like 84 to 49, Coulter. Montana Ultragee was an all-tournament team that year. And we saw glimpses of what she can do and just her toughness. Yeah. And again, NAU's not real big, but they will get after it. And so I just, I look at their roster and think that it's decent. I mean, we'll see what, what goes on in the, in the game, but I also really like Emily Rodabaugh. Who's an experienced solid. player. She was solid, So, and they have this new freshman, Sophie Glancy, that I don't know a ton about, but she's been starting and giving them a good look. She's got nice size, um, and so I think it's it's just going to be interesting to see who steps up. If you have a great veteran point guard who's been through the, the battles in the big sky like Regan Skank, that's going to get you a long way. So that's a good starting point for NAU. And I always think, too, when you have point guard coaches – and they got good point guards. That's always a great extension on the floor. You see that at Montana State with Coach Benford and, and Darian White also at Northern Arizona um, with uh, those two young ladies. Uh, how about Northern Colorado? What can we expect well, that here that prefaces perfect into the point guard discussion totally. because Hannah Simmental, and we look at the four teams that were finishing last year, Idaho, Montana State, Northern Colorado, 
And who is my fourth that I'm forgetting? I can't even remember. Um, NAU. Oh, oh, yeah, the championship. But they all have solid point guards. And everything for Northern Colorado funnels through Hannah Simmental, who has, I think, one of the most complete games as a guard in the big sky. Um, I, I just feel like they could really do great things. But then you look at them. They, they beat Weber State 67 to 39, and then they just got killed by Idaho State. Right. So it was like the tale of yeah. two totally different games. Um, I think they just put a defensive lockdown, you know, Idaho State did. But I think that Northern Colorado, um, I'm not as familiar with a lot of their weapons, but I just, I have all the respect for Hannah Simital. She's a great player and uh, definitely deserving to be on that uh, all league squad coming into the year. How about Eastern Washington in year two under Jody Gleason? Well, I have, first of all, AP. Do you remember Alexis Pettis, that mm-hmm. little 5'5 five, five guard? Mm-hmm. I mean, she just fires everybody up all around her. But I've always liked Aaliyah Alexander. And we saw Jadia Martin get Player of the Week honors the first the week. The very first week, yes. Yes, and Jacinda Buckley. They're all, like, when I look at them individually, Coulter, I just see great basketball players. It's just trying to put them together sure. for Coach Gleason. You know, her husband is her assistant coach. They're just coming in where it's an uphill battle. And so I think that you're going to see glimpses of Eastern. I mean, they finished seven and five sure. uh, for non-conference. So, I yeah. mean, they're not, you know, they're 0-2 out of the shoot, Pick sixth and eighth, respectively, in the media polls before the season. Again, the players that I alluded to, I think that they have a decent roster. And how about uh, Portland State? Because Portland State went through it last year. I mean, it, it was a tough year, year one for for Chelsea Gregg, but they were playing a ton of young gals, and now I mean, they've had some breakthrough wins. Winning at Fresno State's a great win if you're Portland State in the non-conference. Right. I really like Esmeralda, Mo- Esmeralda Morales. Yes. I think she's a good player. She was awesome as a freshman last year. She really was. Um, uh, Sent McCartney, who I, I just, I, I, I love it. So Chelsea does this um, talking ship um, feature on her Twitter, which is so awesome. So if you want to go get on a great Twitter feed, I love all of Portland State women's basketball because it's a lot of fun. But she has this talking ship and Scent launched a clothing line that focuses on mental health. And it's just really interesting to see her and having them talk back and forth. So I think she's a player, you know, East Coast, loving the weather in Portland, as she said on the talking ship. But I think she's a player that could do some damage for Portland State. Yeah, for sure. And uh, lastly, then how about Weber State? Because they've had uh, a tough time under Vlada Harris, but uh, they do have some pieces. I mean, uh, Darren Hickok was a preseason All-League candidate and uh, certainly a, a really good player. So where are we at with Weber? I, you know, Weber State, I, lo- I like Emma Torbert, too. Sure. I mean, we watched her. Culture, you and I, <laughs> I sat courtside. And I was just going to say, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Emma I Torbert know. right away. It, she, Emma Torbert is like... She's 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 the one of the biggest players in the league, but yet she's, she's so skilled. I know she's got a step back three. <laughs> I mean, her step back three and her behind the back passes and stuff. Man, uh, she's really fun to watch. All the respect for Darren Hickok. I mean, I know that we're giving a lot of shout outs to these players. She was a preseason first team all pick, and uh, she she just does things again on both sides of the ball. Um, she's got a quick first step, Coulter, so she's able. To take it to the hole, pull up fairly quickly. She's pretty quick on the defensive end, too. So I think all things, the catalyst for Weber State will be Darren Hickok. If they're able to put together complete basketball games, will be the question mark for Weber State. Around the Big Scan Women's Hoops, the Crystal Redpath this week is presented by Vertical Rays. Vertical Rays leads the industry in amount raised per campaign and net profit checks to coaches by combining multiple streams of donations for amazing results. They give family and friends more ways to support athletic programs across the country and even internationally. Visit VerticalRays.com.
Sportsgrid.com for more. We'll have a little bit of a preview of this week's Big Sky Conference slate right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Chris is loving her playlist. That means it's around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Chris Redpath uh, in studio. When you asked me what I was thinking of for music, <laughs> I said Justin Timberlake, and then I thought the song I was thinking of was Cry Me a River, because this week I have three games for Hellgate, calling a TV game, have it with you, and I'm like, Krista, cry me a river. Like, who wants to hear about all that you're doing? Like, anyway. Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the curated playlist. Well, welcome back. Nuanas Now, uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Believe it or not, although it's just now the turn of the new year, the big sky in Boise is relatively just around the corner. We are uh, less than three months, more like two and a half months away from the big sky tournament uh, returning to Boise. And uh, we got a fun giveaway again, right? Ryan Holloway and Miller giveaway, which we have to give some credit to our friends over there, Paul Ryan. Um, Nate and, Holloway, yeah, Andrew Miller, love those they, folks. They're just great. So they're sponsoring this segment. And the Big Sky Conference is actually giving away two tickets and hotel this year to one lucky person so or this is, two. This is great because we've given you tickets in the past, but then it was kind of like, okay, figure out your own lodging. Now we got a place for you to stay. So now you can actually like make a plan. Right. So here's what you do. You either text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Or you can send us direct messages on the variety of Twitter accounts that we have, whether it's uh, at Chris Redpath or at Coulter underscore Nuanez or at Skyline Sports MT or at 1029 ESPN. All of those Twitter accounts work. If you find any and all of us on Twitter, just text us Big Sky in Boise or uh, send us direct messages or whatever, and uh, we'll keep track of all the entries. And uh, then we'll be sending you, at least a couple of you, with two free tickets uh, to the entire women's basketball tournament plus a hotel uh, there in uh, Boise, Idaho. The Big Sky Tournament returns to Idaho's capital city there uh, in early March. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops this week presented by Vertical Rays. Online fundraisers have exploded in popularity with coaches everywhere due to their effectiveness, high profit margins, and ease of use. Traditional fundraisers deliver much much less profit while requiring much more effort by both players and coaches. So let Vertical Rays show you how they can help you. No gimmicks, no hidden fees, just results and well-funded programs. Visit verticalrays.com to learn more. Big Sky Conference play returns in women's hoops on Thursday. Eastern Washington is at Portland State. Northern Colorado is at Montana State. NAU is at Montana and, and to me, even though it's only the second game of the conference season for Sac State, it's a prove-it game because they got Idaho coming to town. Sac State's been the best team record-wise in the big sky so far. But Idaho with a big sweep of the Montana schools last week at home. Can the Vandals take the success on the road? That seems like the game of the night on Thursday to me. 
This is going to be so much fun, Coulter, because each week we're going to take a look at this and we'll bring our viewers and listeners along for the ride as we break this down. But right now, I don't see any clear indicator of a team that could just turn the table here and I can just say, hey, I know they're going to win uh, in all these games. So I think, you know, it's it's just going to be um, really fun to see which players step up at different times. Your Saturday slate is Eastern Washington at Sac State, NAU at Montana State, Weber State at Idaho State. That's standalone games for each of those teams this week. Northern Colorado's at Montana on Saturday, and Idaho uh, is at Portland State. Uh, last couple things for you, Krista. Um, first of all, it's a huge storyline in Missoula on Thursday, and you'll be on the call for SWX Montana Television because uh, this is the team, the store that Arizona team that's coming to town. There's been some good battles here between these two teams. They knocked Montana out of the conference tournament last year. They did. They met three times last year. Montana won the first game. I know that most of you that follow women's basketball know what happened down at Flagstaff. Kyrika Rashid hit a last-second jumper. Very controversial. Two-foot two, two shot. I shouldn't even say controversial. Yeah. It was just a crazy ending. A crazy ending. Yeah. And, they, and they won by one. And that um, just obviously that set the stage uh, for the two of them. They were 4-5 for seeding, which I think has always been a, you know, calling all these games that I've called the tournament for the last eight years. Um, looking at the 4-5 matchup in the neutral site is always interesting. And NAU has had Montana's number because they had a 4-5 a matchup just two years ago. And yeah. NAU also beat Montana. Yep. Again, I think that when I visited with Coach Payne in Boise... There was a drive in her and a calmness. And I think that as a coach, something that you have to look at is how do you motivate your team to basically start over when they get at Boise? And I think that that's something that Lori Payne did a really good job of last year and obviously had Montana's number. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops will return next week. We'll have a full breakdown of all of those games that we just talked about, and we'll have other fun Storylines from around the league. We'll also have interviews from time to time as well, but keep those texts and uh, DMs coming in. 406-888-1029 if you want to go to the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Thanks to Ryan Holloway and Miller for their support of uh, that giveaway. And also thanks to the Vertical Rays uh, for their sponsorship of this week's Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. Vertical Rays, the premier online donation platform. They can utilize emails, text messaging, social media, to exponentially increase the reach of your fundraiser with very little effort needed by your coaching staff or by parents. No gimmicks, no hidden fees, just results, and well-funded programs. Visit verticalraise.com. Thanks so much for being here, Krista. Thank you, Coulter. Uh, Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Before uh, we get you out of here, the 49ers, is your that's your football oh team. Oh, goodness. Faithful. Trey, I mean, Trey Lance breaks his leg. They go back to their old girlfriend and Jimmy Garoppolo. They got him back in the mix. Then he gets hurt. Now, all of a sudden, they got a seventh grader playing quarterback I, in Brock Purdy. I know. And they keep on winning. Are you confident in oh, them making I, a playoff? I win? am so happy right now. I'm very confident. <laughs> I'm a huge Nick Bosa fan. Um, the I best player in the league. Yes. I think Nick Bosa is the best player in the league. I love the way he plays. My son would disagree. He would say George Kittle. So we wear mm. our jersey. He loves George Kittle. Yeah, Kittle's a good one, too. Um, but Debo, I mean, it, it's just the list goes on and on. And I think so. But I also am a little superstitious about everyone saying, oh, your roster's so amazing. Right. And you're going to be there. And so I think that it's still a long ways to go. But... Certainly going to be Rocky, my faithful here. <laughs> I love weekend. it. Uh, more football on the other side. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, all things FCS National Championship game. It's our ESPN roundtable. Next, keep it right here. Nuad is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know 
If you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.